Yasmin, did you see the TikTok of the girl who went to her prom in a coffin? No. She's my hero, right? So she got her dad and her brother to take her in like this hearse car thing um, in a coffin like this. And then they tipped up the coffin as she arrived at the prom and then came out of the coffin and went to prom. Like... That is so iconic. I want to go back to being 16 just to be able to do that. She's literally my hero right now. When a hero comes. That's so cool. That is so cool. I love that kids are stepping up for prom and doing emo, emo goth shit. Like, I love to see it. The worst thing is, is they're doing it better than we did it. Better than you did it. Better than like any generation. So much better. I feel embarrassed. I showed it to my prom in a black dress and was like... I'm changing the game. (laughs) I got braids done and I thought I was so edgy. Oh, we were so edgy. (laughs) You kids wouldn't know. (laughs) Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays. We wear black with me, Sophie Kay and Yasmin Sumer. Hello, 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 beautiful people of the internet. I am so excited for today's episode because today is Yasmin's I googled and I <laughs> shit you not I do not know what it is so this is Sophie's all going so to be scared I love not, it <laughs> normally like I at least go okay yeah that's something I know a bit about I know nothing about what this is going to be about today you know everything about this I do did I? this episode because it is your special interest and it's something you talk about relentlessly and it's is it surfing kind of- no, no. What would I is know it dogs? about surfing? No, stop trying to guess. <gasps> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No. Oh, okay. You, when we started this podcast, you told me <laughs> there's only one podcast you listen to, and it's a true crime <gasps> podcast. So today, I googled music and murder. How music is involved with true crime? I googled some <gasps> notorious true crime cases in the world of music to tell you all about them. Um, I want to explicitly state before we start i'm gonna quote every article i found i am not saying a single word of this it is other articles from other people so this isn't me saying anything it is the articles and also i will be avoiding like domestic abuse or like violent charges against people in because that's every other monday in rock and metal world i feel like that's you know all conspiracies about people's deaths i feel like that's disrespectful but i will be talking about random plane crashes cult i mean that's still pretty uh, um, savage so we will do it with respect in our hearts because that's where we operate from yes that and I want to put a trigger warning obviously this episode's gonna be a bit heavy but um we'll start out light I'll start I've out got my cup of tea ones. I'm ready I'm ready we'll start out with some easy ones I picked some nice soft ones nice kind of... soft ones Yasmin you're talking about death and murder you can't say I picked nice soft ones oh this person only died in a horrendous car accident well I'll have you know that our first story would you, do you want me to jump straight into it yeah let's go let's go let's so go. I googled crime and music right and a lot of things came up a lot of like um you know very notorious cases of murder like Biggie and Tupac and stuff like that but I was like no I need it to be specific to metal and the first thing that came up was a headline from South Wales Argus and it says NHS manager admits using rockstar alias to commit 700,000 pounds of fraud so this guy this guy was pretending wow. to be a rock star from U2 to get 700k of public money from the NHS is that Bono was he pretending to be Bono I think so. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mark 
Mark Evel of Earlswood Road paid bogus invoices for building work by Paul Hewson, the real name of singer Bono, and to David Evans, the guitarist from the Irish rock band. I imagine pose. How do you get away with this? The 47-year-old had initially denied three counts of transferring criminal property, fraud, and prevention, uh, and perverting the course of justice, but changed pleas the second day of his trial. The court was told that the pair used the U2 names as covers to abuse their managerial NHS positions. <gasps> Can I just tell you, to anyone who's listening to this right now who doesn't come from the UK, the NHS is our public health care system. It's something that most of us um, value with our whole hearts. And so to do that, that is like essentially going in and stealing from kids with cancer because that's exactly what it is when you start stealing. Prosecutor Christopher Rees said he signed off payments to company staff in the fictitious name of Paul Hewson, a.k.a. Bono of U2. I'm so confused. Like... To be fair, would you know? You would only know the name Bono. You wouldn't know his real name, or most people wouldn't. That's so crazy. Like, someone had to have catched on and been like, hmm, why are the, the two names of these people similar to the two singers of U2? Why would you pick U2 names? Like, why not just, like, Steve? Because it's essentially, it's a bit like if you have, I don't know, um, what's Madonna's real name, Yasmin? I don't know Madonna's real name. Right? Exactly. No one knows a real names a lot of the time. Prince. What's Prince's real name? Like, you don't know. So you can just steal those names and use them. Um, Not that I'm recommending people do that for crime. Imagine, imagine though, like, the singer of U2 being told, hey, so by the way, some guy in England is um, pretending to be you and committed fraud. And it's like, oh, right. But I was just writing songs about about vibing um didn't mean to awkward okay awkward that's that's the one that you started with where do we go next okay (laughs) the next one is reported by note to the scene uh note to scene.com and (laughs) it's johnny craig is trying to sell a macbook in 2020 insists he's not joking so if you don't know this is reported by note to the scene Johnny Craig um, has a notorious history. Johnny Craig of the band uh, Emma Rosa, Dance Gavin Dance, and Soft Play that are now called Slaves. No, no, no. Soft Play and Slaves are a totally different band. Um, really? There was the US Slaves and there was the UK Slaves. And the UK <gasps> Slaves became Soft Play, but the US Slaves had Johnny Craig in. Oh, I wouldn't have known that. I know, a lot of people get confused with that. Um, so Johnny Craig over the years has been selling MacBooks, basically. Or posting that he's selling MacBooks. Um, Wait, was there was there multiple MacBooks or was there just a MacBook that he posted about? There were multiple about? MacBooks. There were multiple MacBooks. Yasmin, where have you got that fact from? From Note to the Scene. If anyone's going to beat quote, me. What is the quote from Note to the Scene? Because I, I think there was just one MacBook, was there not? You're right. Brand new MacBook Pro, 15 inch, 2017. Craig writes atop a photo of a laptop. It's 2018. It was bought in... December you're gonna get us fucking sued yasmin i yeah you should not be touching this subject you're gonna get us sued so hard just pulling facts out of your asshole. a quote said he was willing to trade for shoes imagine trading a macbook for shoes so johnny craig was infamous back in the day because what ended up happening is he posted he was actually an addict um and he was struggling with addiction um allegedly I actually interviewed him 
not knowing about all of this because you know what I'm like I don't really use social media so I don't I miss a lot of stuff as there's a picture of me and Johnny Craig just like eh hi um so yeah he was selling a MacBook and people thought they were buying it from him so people sent him money to but they buy never the, got the MacBook allegedly but they never got the MacBook they never got their MacBook but he that was like some years ago in 2020 he tried to sell another one and insisted that he wasn't joking he was still doing it Wait, in 2020, he tried to sell another one. He tried to sell another one. As of January 14th, 2020, as reported by Philip Trapp from Note to Scene. He He must have been joking. He said he wasn't. And he said he'd trade for shoes. You know what? You've got to respect a man who keeps up the hustle. At least he's consistent. Do you know what? He, um, didn't he apologise? Because I think he did apologise back in the day for all of the scams that he pulled. Um... And on a scale of like zero to pop punk, this one is the one that people found quite amusing. Yeah. In a way. That's why I started with this because it gets so horrifically bad so quickly oh, no. that I thought I'd start with some light ones. So He actually released a song as well. He released um, uh, a lyric video for their track Starving for Friends and Vic Fuentes was in that song as well oh they did um they had another band Isles and Glaciers oh yeah fun fact that's random trivia I have in the back of my brain like random members from different bands including Pierce Vale and I'm pretty sure Johnny Craig or someone from Dance Game and Dance but I'm so sure it was Johnny Craig formed a band called Isles and Glaciers and they released a few songs and then dropped off the face of the earth do you know what I'm gonna do what I'm gonna google this to double check and yes, it did have Johnny Craig in. I'm just double checking your facts, Earthman. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm on edge. I'm you didn't, so right. You didn't warn me about this. You've gone rogue. No, I didn't. So the next story, <laughs> this is this is the jump that we go in this episode. Okay. From from MacBooks to plane crashes. That's where oh, we're at. Oh no. So okay. here's the headline from BuzzFeed News. Here's everything that you need to know about the tragic 2008 plane crash that Travis Barker survived. So if you don't know... <gasps> that is so painful. Yeah. Travis Barker okay. uh, of Blink-182, drummer, amazing musician. He survived a really horrific plane crash um, in 2008. And I think there were only two survivors, him and someone else. And it was it was brutal. He's spoken about it a lot. And he's only started flying again <laughs> in the past few years. Like, he refuse to fly because of it it's crazy it's so sad like everything that happened with that was so sad and i can't imagine for a band who have to tour like that's your literal income is touring the world um but he used to travel by like ferry and boat a lot of places and train um and i'm not surprised because i think i would be the exact same um and I think it's quite admirable that he was able to face that fear. 100%. So um, BuzzFeed News reported that Travis was flying in a private Learjet plane from Columbia, South Carolina to Los Angeles on September the 19th, 2008. He was travelling with his assistant, Chris Baker, security guard Charles Still and his best friend, Adam DJAM Goldstein. Tragically, Chris and Shay both died in the crash so did both of the plane's pilots, James Bland and Sarah Lemon. DJ AM survived the crash with Travis but died one, le- one year later. Travis previously revealed that there were several concerning omens before he got on the plane that he had, had left him unnerved. In fact, his then-wife, 
Shanna, I think it's Shanna, yeah. um, was going to join him on the trip, but made a last minute decision to stay at home with their children in case something happened. Wow. Travis said that Shanna had told him, just in case something happens, I don't want us to be, I don't want us both going. Alabama, his daughter, who was a toddler at the time, also had a bad feeling about the flight. Travis told Larry King, my daughter was hysterically crying that she didn't want me to fly that day. She said the roof is going to come off. And I was like, what happened? Was there an earthquake this morning? What triggered this? And she was just screaming and crying. So that was the situation. And it's taken him years to recover from that. Um, And I do commend him like immensely because I can't even, I can't wrap my head around that. Like, can you imagine, like you said, your sole form of income, you have to like find a way around that because you yeah. you can't you can't get on a plane i wouldn't get on a plane well courtney kardashian is actually um credited as being somebody that really helped him get through that fear and i think it was their flight to their wedding in italy that that was the one where he posted that he was getting on a flight again so yeah these tragic tales yes you've gone really dark here sophie what do you know about the west memphis three a lot tell me what you know like genuinely a lot (laughs) this is something that i um this is why i did this episode god tell me i got really emotional about it um when johnny depp was doing all of the promo around it and um getting people more awareness around it at the time Mm -hmm. because i just read the story and i'd never heard anything so painfully sad do you want me to tell you or do you uh, you want me to leave it you can go you go i don't want to steal your thunder I had no idea about it until this this episode. Please tell me, because I feel like you can speak to it more than I can. So, it was back in 1993 where three metalhead lads were accused of the murder of three young toddlers, or young boys, I think they were about eight. Um, there was zero evidence, and if anything, there was loads of evidence to prove that they were innocent. For example, there was no blood near the boy's body, showing that they had been moved, and that they were three miles away from where their homes were, and yet none of the three lads accused could drive there was a knife used in evidence found in the lake outside one of their homes but it was the wrong type of blade and oh it was just a mess so they singled out the one who wasn't the brightest spark they grilled him and told him that if he confessed he could go home so he confessed that they all did it Mm. um and then these three got put on death row they got put on death row and they lived on death row until i believe they were in their 40s 2011 it was yeah it was i'm making up numbers you see i make up numbers i know some of the facts but not the numbers um and what was really sad is it it was because they used to listen to metallica and when you think now that a band like metallica they're one of the biggest bands in the world Mm. yeah to to be convicted of murder because you must be a satanist and murder toddlers and from reading into it there was a lot of suspicion i believe on the boys um either his father or stepfather but that wasn't pursued hard enough. So I looked into musicians who supported the West Memphis Three because a lot oh, of yeah. people rallied behind them. Uh, Henry Rollins, he spoke to Rolling Stone in 2011 and said, you know, that could have been him. He was uh, he was a teenager at that time. It could have been him. Mm. Um, there was uh, 
rise above 24 Black Flag songs to benefit the West Memphis Three. Uh, you know, the album featured various rock, hip-hop, and punk and metal musicians, including Iggy Pop and Ice-T, as reported by Oxygen.com. Um, by 2005, Rollins had raised £100,000, £100, I apologise, uh, for the West Memphis legal team. There's so many people who came out to support them. I really respect Black Flag for all they did to oh, support I mean- them. Black Flag are amazing though and um, just to clarify actually it was Damien Eccles who was sentenced to death um, one was sentenced to life imprisonment plus two 20 year sentences and Jason Baldwin to life in prison um, but I don't know the actual term for it but when in 2011 they made them sign that they would be released for time served Right. So they weren't like completely. You didn't do this. It was just. Into a, it. it was like a, a plea it, deal. It was yes. Yeah, so they did a plea, so that it was for time served. And the reason they did that allegedly is because then they can't sue the gov the 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 system, and because they should be suing basically. They should be suing. They but would, they can't. They could sue for so much. They had to say, "Oh yeah, we're guilty," to be let off because that's what you do, isn't it? If you were in jail for that long, if you're on death row. Um, in I think uh, Damien as well spent a lot of time in solitary. He's he posts a lot. He's quite active on Facebook. So if you follow, I'm not I don't really use Facebook, but I do sometimes when I go over there see posts and updates from Damien, and he's just he's living his life, which is good to see. Things we love to see. Um, Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder also Ooh. advocated for the men's release. He and the band Super Suckers released the single "Poor Girl" in 2000 on another benefit CD, "Free the West Memphis Three. Uh, Natalie Maines of Dixie Chicks was adamant that Eccles, Baldwin and Miss Kelly were innocent. Um, She said, I'm confident that you will see the DNA evidence is irrefutable and that these three men did not get the kind of trial that is promised to us as Americans. Uh, Johnny Depp, of course, again, also, you know, offered his support. So many people, I'm going through this article now, so many people supported Margaret Cho. Outspoken yeah. There were so many, but it was um, so obvious. Like it was, it was um, when you looked at it and you looked at the actual um, evident, quote unquote, evidence that they had. It was so obvious to any any person who's watched Law and Order or CSI. You just know that it's it. That's it is horrendous what those poor guys went through. So they took. Um, I think it was. It's called an Alfred plea deal okay it's only gonna get darker from here guys oh, so no. Sophie what do you know about Charles Manson and music he actually was really good friends with one of the Beach Boys and wrote yep. one of the tunes yep um so there's that he was he was besties allegedly besties with some of the the was it the Be- Beastie Boys the Beastie Boys oh, I used Yasmin. to call them this the Beastie Boys for so long you shouldn't long, be doing journalism like stuff such, this like is why you shouldn't idiot. be doing journalism you shouldn't be trusted I I was such an idiot. I used to be like, oh, I love the Beach Boys, and everyone's like, you mean the Beastie Boys? And I'm like, no, I know they're called the Beach Boys, like a fool. This is what? this is embarrassing. It is it is embarrassing. But did you know? So um, as reported by Far Out Magazine, they did a list of um, songs inspired by tr- songs that inspired true crimes. So Helter Skelter by the Beatles. Yep. So that was it. So the Beatles Helter Skelter, the White Album from 1968. 
Far Out magazine writes, This is perhaps the most notorious entry on the list after four members of the hippie Manson family cult were sent by their leader, Charles Manson, to break into the home of director Roman Polanski. They committed a quadruple murder that shocked the world. One of the most... Let's not talk about that murder too much because it is so dark. I know. And I'm sat here drinking tea and I'm not ready for it. And I don't know if everyone listening right now is ready for it because that's one of the darkest murders we won't get into that but what we will get into is manson had told his followers that the murders would spark a race war between white and black americans that he called helter skelter yeah that is insane there are a few other entries on this list as well he was a crazy little man he was a crazy little man he was he was a little man um not there's anything wrong with being little but he was he was just he was mad he was insane he was insane the 60s was such a was it the 60s or 70s 60s the late 60s early 70s such a different time like i watched um what's that movie called that uh quentin tarantino did once upon a time in hollywood and it Mm. covers the the manson murders and and margot robbie plays sharon tate and it's really interesting and leonardo dicaprio's in it um brad pitt's in it but like the 60s people people just left their doors unlocked i guess they had no other reason to lock their doors no but that's how it was in yorkshire where i grew up yeah you didn't have to lock your door i've just grown up in the terrible part of birmingham i've always locked my door i lock it twice over where we lived literally you didn't even lock your car like you just leave your car out on like you never lock the door you don't really lock your car you can it was perfectly fine kids we played out on the street till late um you'd have a my grandma always had a a key hidden hidden it was in one of those rocks that basically doesn't even look like a rock it looks like a plastic rock (laughs) you you slide it and there's a key inside she thought she'd been so subtle um but the area i was from there just wasn't really much crime going to the center the town oh my god it's one of the most dangerous places in the uk but um i don't think that's i i think that's even now in some places it's the same in places like finland I want to move to Finland. I know, any, right? In if Norway. we have any Finnish listeners, let me know because Birmingham is is I don't enjoy it. I mean, home of metal, slay. Everything else about Birmingham terrible. I double lock my doors. We have security cameras. It's. I'm in There's hell. a reason that Birmingham became the home of metal. It's like metal doesn't come from people that are middle class and happy. Let's be completely honest about this. Yeah. Metal. No one. Nobody who's just like, oh yeah, mummy. Um, totally pays me to go and do everything that i want to do mommy and daddy are just so amazing those kids don't write riffs as well very true um i i'm hesitant to get into this next case oh, and no, i'm going Jasmine. to be so clinical about it because again i don't we don't have our legal team is non-existent we don't have any money to be sued in the first place um, I'm going to read you the headline. It was reported by The Guardian when he was sentenced. Ian Watkins gets 35 oh, years God. sentence for child sex crimes. Detectives believe that there are more victims and will continue to investigate activities of the former Lost Profits singer. So Ian Watkins, who was the singer of Lost Profits, was sentenced for child sex crimes. Uh, this was in This was reported in 2013. So it's been 10 years. Um, he has served 25 years of that sentence. Uh, 25. He's served 10 years of his 35-year sentence so far. Um, and uh, before we get into this, Sophie, do you remember when this happened? Yes, of course I do. I was I was a 
I was a teenager. You I would have been in... too young to read the stories. I... We were like literally sat reading it. Really? As, as fully formed people. Because what year was it? 2013. So you would have been working, right? You would have been in yeah. the office like, guys, guess what? Yeah. This was when I was working in rock as well. So we had to pull lost profits off all the playlists and that kind of stuff. This is in my time. Journalists hit the ground running that day in rock. It was, it was, um, and then he got a few more years. We'll get into that in a minute. He ha- he has a few more years on his sentence for uh, bringing in a prohibited item into a prison. I'm pretty sure it was a fine. It got horrific. Like, it was so bad experiencing that and reading it because... A, you didn't expect it from somebody in our scene because we hadn't, we didn't have all of the pop punk stuff and jokes that we tell now. It was horrendous. Mm. It it was it was but the um, worst part is because it was 2013. It was that era where dark humor was quite um, uh, celebrated. Mm, yeah, and quite accepted. And yeah. so the amount of jokes going round and like. I was always like, yeah, dark humour, haha, funny. That was the point at which I was like, guys, I'm out. This is too far for me. Yeah, there's like self-deprecating jokes and then there's like, it was just too much. I don't, I think it would be received a lot differently if something like this happened now. God yeah. forbid it does. Let's hope it doesn't because it, it you know, ugh. but um, I'll read you the article for anybody who doesn't know because I was too young to know about this. Rock singer Ian Watkins has received 35 years after admitting a string of sex offences involving children and included an attempted rape of a baby. Two women, known only as Woman A and Woman B, who are mothers of children he abused, were sentenced to 14 and 17 years, respectfully. Watkins was jailed by... Respectively. Respectively. That's not... Not respectfully. It's not like, oh, we're respectfully sending you to jail. (laughs) You're, You're... You committed some crimes, so go serve your time. Go yeah, get fucked. Yeah, that's the only part I messed up. I was I was biting my nails trying not to get any of that wrong. Watkins was jailed oh, uh, for twenty nine years. He will serve at least two thirds of that before the parole board can decide if he should be released. Um, Watkins. It, then it's just like the judge talking about Watkins during this, his sentencing hearing. It emerged that day after the former Lost Prophet singer admitted his offences. He told a female fan from prison he was going to issue a statement saying it had been mega lols. He also told her he did not know what everybody is getting so freaked out about. And this is a time, like, if you don't know what that is because you're a Gen Z, lols, spelled L-O-L-Z, is laugh out loud. Like, laugh out louds. Um, And people were getting, like, I remember seeing somebody got that tattooed on them. Yeah. I would, I'd be really curious to find who that person was who got mega lols tattooed on them. Um, that went viral for it find them and see what they're doing 10 years later and, and whether they got that covered it, yeah because i yeah. don't i think it's very easy to laugh at this stuff at the time it's not easy but some people might find it easy to laugh at this stuff because people receive horrible information differently but i think at the end of the day he was he in my personal opinion this is not a reflection of we were black he was a horrible person based on what i've googled 
he was a horrible person. Like, there's a piece in this Guardian article that says, Watkins, who has been on suicide watch in prison, told a woman uh, that he thought about telling the court, come on, it was not that bad, nobody got hurt. He said another tactic could be, win them over with my charm, I was off my head and do not remember anything. I... The fact that he, it sounds so calculated as well. Like there's layers to this kind of evil. He dated celebrities as well. Imagine if you'd been like one of the celebrities that dated him, Fern Cotton. The way she's just like silence about all of that. She never, she didn't seem to like really say anything. And a lot of people questioned that. But the thing that got me during that whole thing, Yasmin, and I remember this very vividly, was... So there's a pop band in the UK that I don't think made it um, over in America. They're called Steps. And they were kind of in that vein of um, Spice Girls, but it was mixed male and female. And it was that, remember in the the, like 90s, early noughties, you had that real sugary pop sound. Yeah, Um, like... um... If you like, want to be my lover by Spice Girls, that kind of like Barbie, Aqua Girl, like that whole. If you were kind of Britney, if you were into the pink Y two K vibe, you were either wearing your sparkly denim and listening to all of that, or you were like more um, gothy. Anyway, one of the guys in that called H. That was he. It was called H from Steps. Uh, sweet guy. Lived in Wales, which is in uh, the United Kingdom. Guess what his real name is. Ian Watkins. Ian Watkins. He got absolutely destroyed. One of the newspapers used his picture to print a story about Ian Watkins from Lost Profits. I'm and like, oh obviously he battled it, but can you imagine that going out there? That's journalism has come a long way, but like that. No, it is, hasn't. I mean, from that, it's come quite far. <laughs> from that. Jesus people, Christ! People don't because people are always mixing up black people. Black people always get they'll be like, oh, and this um, I don't know. They'll put one. They'll mix up people all the time. That happened to a friend of ours recently who got confused with somebody else. I'll tell you after this episode, but it happens a lot. It happens to us. It happens, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's shocking. That is the that is probably the worst crime that has ever happened in the world of rock. There's this there's this uh, YouTuber and tiktoker that always does like reaction videos to rock songs and it's like hip-hop guy reacts to at this point he's just blatantly a rock guy um but somebody said whatever you do don't look up ian watkins and he did and he did a reaction video to that and uh. anyway that's probably the worst crime in music uh... that we know of and i don't want to get conspiracy theorist but that we know of. I do not believe that there is just one in the world of music. You look horrified. I'm horrified. Can we move on to words of wisdom? <laughs> There's one more. I don't want another one. Who is it? Mayhem. Oh, mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... This is an interesting one because there are so many TikTokers who wear mayhem t-shirts this is right right let's talk about and this. they're like they're like oh i'm so into metal and they're they'll be playing something like i prevail in their audio and have a mayhem thing on the back and have like corpse um makeup and i'm like you're you i can tell you're not into metal because you're mixing too many things here 
Like, well, not even that. There I... are too many different scenes within metal that don't really... You're mixing oil and water. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, I Prevail and Mayhem are not the same audience. They're not! They're, you know, no one goes, hmm, I'm listening to a bit of I Prevail, let's put on some Mayhem, really get into the... That's not how it works. It's not. And people who listen to people, and I'm sorry I'm singling out I Prevail, but it's just because I really like them. People who listen to Korn or Linkin Park or any of those bands don't wear the black and white face paint, corpse paint thing. They don't do that. That's a different scene. I think it's really interesting that kids on TikTok are like, I know how to show that I'm a true metalhead. Let me throw on a Mayhem shirt. Like, I, any of the band, any of the band. And that says to me that you're not a metalhead. What that says to me is you want to be part of the metal scene because you can see it popping off and you want to be part of this community, but you've just gone wrong. Let me tell you about Varg Vic, Vikernes. Vic, Varg Vikernes. That's his name. Um, so Loudwire... This is from Loudwire here. I can't stress enough how I have not said a single word of my own. Varg is a legendary in black metal, partly because of his one-man project, Burzum, and his time with controversial act Mayhem, but mostly because of his violent offstage transgressions. Again, reported by Loudwire, these are not my words. In 1992, he had allegedly had a hand in burning down three Christian churches in Norway. So this was a big thing. This was a big thing. There were a lot of church burnings in Norway in the name of black metal. Um, and allegedly, he had a hand in three of those. And the following year, this is Varg we're talking about, he fatally stabbed Mayhem guitarist Euronymous and was sentenced in 1994 to 21 years in prison for the murder and arson, but was released in 2009. Now 41 years old, he lives in France and maintains that he killed Euronymous in self-defence and didn't burn any churches, although he supported it. I like that I didn't do it, but I do support it. Um, I think it goes further than that because he spreads a lot of hate as well. I see. I didn't. I wasn't sure if we were going to go there, but he did. He did. I mean, what is black metal without a bit of you know discrimination? So I it was a good. I googled. It was. It was. It was an episode. It was. It was an episode. Good. I googled. Um, and I feel like we need to uh, do our words of wisdom. I wanted to scratch the surface, but if anyone's interested and wants us to actually do the work and deep dive and properly yeah. cite our sources, because I mean, I've quoted articles, so like technically, I'm legally okay. But if people want us to dig deep and and find some interviews and do some of that stuff, let's know because I, Sophie is very interested in this. She's also one heart attack away from <laughs> losing yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. this is. Uh, my words of wisdom, first one, are, um, yeah, I believe that everyone can wear whatever t-shirt and you can sell whatever t-shirts in, in high street stores. Do not wear a band's t-shirt if you don't know anything about the band. And that includes if you are into heavy metal. Do not wear a t-shirt if you don't know the band. And this this is pointed at TikTok, because I'm not even going to lie. I Stop feel... pretending you are more metal than you are because you don't know what you're getting your fucking self into. That's my, I feel that's my like wisdom. the rule of thumb should be like if it's black metal always do your research i think any metal any band i guess you like never me- you never know if you're walking around there are certain artists like if you you could be walking around in a kid rock t-shirt if i see you in a kid rock t-shirt i'm gonna think you're a tit so i think i you would just walk have to around know. in a kid cock t-shirt I would, would you that- 
Yeah. Okay, Ian Watkins. Um, no. What's oh your... my God, Sophie. There we, there we go. You shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't have said it. What's Sophie, your words of wisdom? Meant, like, is it Kid Rocky's a cock nut? Sophie. You said it. What's your words of wisdom? My words of wisdom are: if you happen to do a podcast with um, someone like Sophie, don't spring this episode on her at the last minute because she will. She will kill you. Like once I'm done recording, she will yell at me, and rightly so. But I wanted to do this because I thought it was really interesting, and also I want to it say it is interesting. If people are interested, they can do more research, right? That's what you said. If people, I think it's interesting to watch us go down this journey together because isn't that the point of I googled? Like we Google it as one. We find out this information together. But if you want genuine, resourceful facts and information, please do your own due diligent research. Because again, I'm a fucking idiot. Um. Thank you, Yasmin. Very interesting. And as you say, get in touch if you want us to go deeper into any of these topics. We don't really delve into true crime that often, um, but we can do. If that's something you want to hear more about, um, just send us an email. Weweblackpod at gmail.com. But we won't be solving any murders. We're not, we're not the... the I'm not Miss Marple. What's the, what's the Scooby-Doo? Angela Lansbury. What are the Scooby-Doo people called? Dun, 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 the mystery, the, the mystery, the mystery van, the mystery detectives what are the people from scooby-doo called what is that like the, the, Sco- the scooby gang we're not the scooby gang okay cool um and you can get in touch with us at we wear black pod and twitter and instagram and on tiktok we're over there as well if you want to give us a follow you can email us as well we were blackpod at gmail.com uh, i'm at yasmin zoom x on everything if you want to yell at me and I am at I am Sophie K. Send us your um, emails, please, please do, because we need to hear from you more. We love hearing from you, even if it's yelling at us. We love it. It's content. I'm gonna go to bed now, Jasmine. Okay. Okay. Thanks, I guys. Not I might not sleep. <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep for a while. You were listening to on Wednesdays. We wear black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.